The Power of Agile, hosted by Nagara. Welcome to The Power of Agile, the podcast that unleashes the true potential of agile methodologies. Are you tired of the same old stagnant practices holding your business back? And more importantly, would you like to level up your team's performance? If the answer to those questions is yes, then you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Gurpreet Badesh, a cloud consultant here at Nagaro, and I focus on turning cloud confusion into transformational solutions. Agile ways of working are part of my day-to-day here, and through this podcast, my mission is to explore the transformative impact of true agility on businesses. Across our episodes, we will delve into the different aspects of agile methodologies to uncover and understand the strategies and techniques that can transform your business. We'll be joined by industry experts, thought leaders and fellow Nagarians who have first-hand experience in harnessing the power of agile. With Nagaro being a leader in digital product engineering, we're all about delivering breakthroughs and at the core of our values is the power of agile. We believe that true agility is the key to success in today's fast-paced and ever-evolving world. The topic to kickstart this podcast is a hot one, with ChatGPT being at the heart of it. With my first guest, Katrin Heidero, a technical agile coach here at Nagaro, we want to get to the bottom of how large language models can influence the role of an agile coach or even make it obsolete. Hi, Katrin. Hello, Gerbrit. Thank you for having me today. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. And before we dive into our topic, can you just tell me a bit about your role here at Nagaro? Yes, of course. So I'm a technical agile coach at Nagaro for about one and a half years now. Mm-hmm. And for many, or for possibly most people who do not know what a technical agile coach does, I quickly want to sum up what um, my day-to-day business looks like. Um, so I have a very strong technical background in software development as a developer. Mm-hmm. And now as a technical agile coach, my focus is on helping organizations who struggle with major technical debt or pain of refactoring legacy code. And I'm trying to find a tailored solution for the teams themselves so they can increase the technical excellency. I coach them to get better programming techniques and other topics like uh, clean code or continuous integration. So yes, I do um, have a close connection to agile coaching, but I think it's more on the technical side. That's great. Thank you so much for that. And I've actually got a quick round of uh, questions for you, if that's okay. (laughs) Yes, of course. Perfect. So if you could describe yourself in three words... In three words, Um, I think uh, the most, uh, well, the biggest one that comes to my mind in the beginning is um, I can be a very impatient person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But with that, um, I would also say that I'm a very curious person as well. So I think they kind of go hand in hand for me as um, impatient and curious. And a third one, I... I am a reliable person, not only in private life, but also in business. So if I promise to do something, you can um, bet on me. 
Sounds like the ideal qualities for a technical agile coach there. <laughs> Maybe not the impatient one. <laughs> <laughs> and what would you say your personal secret to success is? My personal secret to success would be that I have still a real passion for my job. So I really like what I'm doing day by day. I like the field that I'm in and I still have this kind of level of enthusiasm and I think that's a great way to start your day. It's absolutely necessary. <laughs> uh, and finally, what's one thing about your job that almost no one agrees with you on? Um, I think that most people when they hear that I'm working in software engineering might perceive it as a highly technical and logic driven field. However, I firmly believe that software engineering is a profoundly creative job. So you're designing solutions, you're architecting systems, and let's be honest, even debugging your code it does require some imaginative thinking and problem-solving skills. So writing code is not only writing code, it's, it's, you can compare it with being an artist and you're having your canvas. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one aspect in... in software engineering that maybe my mom and my sister will never understand. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's great. Thank you. So, Katrin, do you know what the GPT stands for in ChatGPT? Okay, I should know it and I think I can <laughs> give it <laughs> again. So, the GPT actually stands for Generative Pre-trained. And the pre-trained is an important part of the GPT. I think um, maybe I explain very shortly what pre-trained is standing for. So there are different kind of ways how to train a model. And ChatGPT is not learning on the input that you're feeding it. It was before trained on a defined set of data. So it's pre-trained and it's not uh, picking up the current input and extending its knowledge. And I think that is one of the biggest um, misconceptions about using ChatGPT that I will just put in something and the next user will see uh, some information that I put in. Mm -hmm. So um, it's a model that is trained on a pre-model before. Exactly. And not a lot of people know that. So yeah, quite rightly, as you've mentioned, it's generative pre-trained transformer. And this is actually a type of neural network architecture. So maybe again, for those of you who haven't used ChatGPT or doesn't really, don't really um, know anything about it, to sum it up, ChatGPT is probably the most famous large language model now out there. And as Gerprit, you just said, um, it uses deep learning and a really huge data set to generate human-like text. So the strength of using ChatGPT is basically it can answer questions, it can generate content, simulate con conversations, and it's really great in understanding human language and also dealing with human language. And whilst we're on the topic of human language, did you know that ChatGPT was fed 570 gigabytes of textual data to gain an understanding? Oh wow, no, I didn't know that, but yeah. this needs to be a really huge 
um, like server base where you can host so many data. Exactly. And this, the, the volume of data is actually equivalent to over 1.3 million books, which just goes to show how much information has gone into that. I mean, this is a huge topic at the moment. ChatGPT was used by more than 1 million users within five days of its release. And it, bec it became an instant hit. So just to put that into co context for you, it took Facebook around two months to achieve this, Spotify around five months, and Netflix took three and a half years. So if we fast forward to June 2023, ChatGPT had around 180 million users and the total daily queries come up to about 10 million on this. It's crazy if you think about it, how many people are actually using it. And this is also based on, again, the strength that this um, tool has. So it's so easy to use because you can basically just write your questions in plain text and it will give you the answer. So the, the limitations or the, the uh, burden of how to use this tool is very, very small. Exactly. With that in mind, let's dive right into our topic of AI and Agile coaching today. Catherine, how do you perceive the role of AI and chatbot technology in the field of Agile coaching? So these tools like ChatGPT or any large language models they have a really great potential to support us in our role as Agile coaches. So I could use it in so many different aspects like um, a quick information retrieval or mm -hmm. just a suggestion for my daily scrum meetings, how to spice them up, what can I do? What... Oh, really? Yeah, there are so many possibilities. And if you start using it, it might be a little weird how you interact with this tool. Right. But you will feel um, the better you communicate or the more directly you're telling this tool what you want and how you want it, the better the results will be. I see. So you're refining the queries every time? Every time. So you're basically learning from yourself. Mm -hmm. So you learn what I've typed in yesterday worked very well. And also um, how to use this tool and leverage for the information that you want to achieve so this can also mean that you will give it like a template of how you want your output to look like and it will fill this template with the content that you want so for example are we saying like an excel template or uh, everything anything yeah so basically you can just use anything if for example you have a user story that you want to fill then you can provide ChatGPT with the context, the requirements that you want to transform. Mm -hmm. You can basically try in the beginning if the format that it's providing is the right one. But if not, you can just give it an empty user story and it will fill the user story with the requirements that you've provided. So this is a big amount of work that you can just outsource which is not really something that many people enjoy doing, just um, copying right. the contents of requirements to user stories. Yeah, this, this must totally change the way you, you work. Definitely, and in so many ways. So all of these administrative tasks like scheduling or mm -hmm. um, tracking of metrics can possibly be very easily outsourced in the future. So the workload for myself 
could also very be limited to the things that the AI cannot do for me because there are also plenty of tasks that of course we cannot outsource to an AI. But why not use those fields that it's really good and leverage it? So you mentioned using ChatGPT where it where it works well. And now I'm curious, what are the limitations of AI technologies like ChatGPT in comparison to the human element that agile coaches provide? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Um, if we think about the classical role of an agile coach, we think of the tasks of listening and connecting with individuals in the team, building relationships and also feeling like the, the temperature, if you like, of your team. If something isn't going the right way and people are not communicating. So you're basically um, like a um, person who needs this personal touch and also the relationship in the team. And that is exactly where the limitations of an AI or like GPT are lying. So how would you describe something like emotional intelligence to an AI? That's so true. You, it, it cannot generally feel or understand any kind of emotion. So as a human, if you would like mm -hmm. human coach, you can sense and respond to um, feelings of people. And this is also some kind of sense that you need to have. So you need to feel if somebody isn't um, like you would normally behave. Well, yeah, you would need to. I mean, as, as humans, we have the ability to read between the lines, read the room and behave accordingly. Right. Or, yeah, you're able to adjust dependent on that whereas as we mentioned earlier chat gpt is a large language model it's been it's been trained off of text mm -hmm. essentially basically yeah it, it's kind of repeating what anybody else has already said before that's yeah and these are exactly the things that um we will never or i'm just saying today we will never be able to outsource because things like intuition and body language, or also empathy. These are also, also uh, things that we as human are capable of. And I wouldn't even be able to start training an AI with all of the emotions. <laughs> so um, I wouldn't the, know where to begin. Yeah, yeah. how to structure it. Would you, um, if you think about the contextual understanding of a team, you would need to feed ChatGPT every piece of information about the team, mm -hmm. like every conversation, every decision that has been done in the last couple of years. So you would understand also the dynamics between us. And I think that this wouldn't make any sense at all. So in contrast to what we've just discussed, which areas do you think AI could complement or even enhance the work of Agile coaches? I think there are really many ways how we can improve our work with the assistance of AI tools. And I think the most prominent one that comes to my mind would be data analysis. Mm -hmm. So with those tools, you can um, offer precise uh, analysis of large data sets, sets within seconds so I'm not sure if you've used ChatGPT Plus before. 
No, I haven't personally. Um, but the great feature is that you can upload whole files, so you do not uh, need to put all the input in the UI, but you can just upload a whole Excel file, Word file, uh, whatever you like, and within seconds it will create just um, beautiful graphics or data sets within um, the UI. So this is oh, a I really... didn't even know that was possible. Yeah, me neither. So. Yeah. Um, the 10 bucks a month are really worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so other things that come to my mind, uh, definitely it's um, for me like a 24-7 uh, assistant. So whenever I, I need to know something or want to rewrite something, I am now in the phase that I really have ChatGPT open like all, all the day. And I'm just inputting or formatting what I'm writing and I'm just double checking like basically everything and trying to have a little bit more of a creative output or think of different scenarios. So it it works very well when you give some input and it can just uh, fill out the, the missing parts. So mm -hmm. this is... So are you... I mean, what you're saying is that you use... Correct me if I'm wrong here. You use ChatGPT for somewhat of the routine tasks, let's say. Um, I wouldn't even say just routine tasks. Um, I think I, I'm using it practically like in every scenario possible. So um, routine task would be, of course, on my priority list. Mm -hmm. But especially when I do not know in a new topic where to start and how to start and what is important... There is a great opportunity for ChatGPT to give you a good overview of a topic. You do not need to go to Google and click through. And sift through the information. Yes, right. and figure out what you need and what you don't need. Right. So you can just um, define exactly what you want to know, in which context you want it to know, and which aspects are important for you. So you're basically um, slimming down the amount of text you need to read because it's just a summary. It's, it's effectively making you more efficient in your mm -hmm. role and your day-to-day -day duties. I would agree. So I'm, I'm working way faster than I did without this tool and I'm not even um, using it, I think, at the maximum level so I, I could even improve in my prompting still. <laughs> So I just want to go back to a point that we mentioned earlier. We spoke about how you use ChatGPT and you don't have to actually go on to do a Google search and individually sift through the results. I'm curious, how do you know the validity of the source um, or even that the results are correct? Ah, that's a great que question because basically you don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I do not want to, to make it like this black and white, but um, if you're using a large language model, you need to be aware of the fact that it's not tested or it's not proved to be right. Mm -hmm. So anybody who has used ChatGPT before knows that it's very quick to apologize and correcting its answer um, when you go back and tell it that it's wrong. So we are not using ChatGPT as an encyclopedia or something where I really need to trust the results mm -hmm. because we cannot at this point say that the output is correct. 
because yes, because we also don't know yeah. where it's coming from, right? You could say you could say uh, was was it through an article that was published, or is it via a forum or a discussion board? Exactly, because um, you mentioned forum. It has been trained on a huge amount of different forums. So if oh, you look really? at Reddit or Stack Overflow, which are basically technical forums. Mm -hmm. There are just people asking questions and giving there's, answers. Yeah, there's an element of bias to this. Yes, and if the person didn't know better, then ChatGPT will provide you with the exact answer and um, giving you the impression that this is something that is has to be true. And I learned this very early when using ChatGPT mm -hmm. when I tried to write a scientific article and. It was, of course, very important to me to have all the sources and everything that um, I can include it and also research it for my own. Mm -hmm. And when I asked ChatGPT for the sources, ChatGPT basically told me that it came up with the majority of the data that it provided me um, based on its own experience. And oh, wow. this, this kind of <laughs> made me giggle a little bit because it's, it's so abstruse that... Uh, AI just saying I, I calculated this kind of um, data based on my experience. It's impossible. It's impossible. It doesn't even know how to calculate at that point. Now it's different, but in the beginning, mm -hmm. no way. Wow. And I think there are also different kind of concerns um, lying around the AI topic right now. And the most prominent one or the most discussed one would be Possibly the job security fears. Yes, this is such a huge topic. And even in our talk today, we are talking about um, can an Agile coach be replaced with ChatGPT? Mm -hmm. And this is actually a question that very many people are really afraid of and dealing with. So there has been a recent study in Germany, and in this study, people realized that a 30 to 35 percent, I think, mm -hmm. um, of the people working in Germany are afraid right now to lose their job to an AI tool. That, that's the thing. There is a reluctance to, to even embrace any technological change, especially when it threatens job security. And if you are honest, I think we can all relate to that fear because if you do not know something and everybody, everybody in 2023 is just talking about AI, you cannot look anywhere else, you will get intimidated. You will think about the tools in a threatening way. So I think one of the biggest challenges also as an agile coach is not only giving yourself um, the courage also to try out those tools but also make people feel comfortable using them yeah and I think I, I have to say I think what's scary about it is for example you mentioned earlier that there's a whole data analysis side mm -hmm. to chat GPT I personally I didn't know that and if you think about some of the data analysts out there or some of the people yeah. that prepare the data I can understand why they may feel a bit threatened because the, the pace at which this is changing is rapid. It's rapid. Yeah, you, you summed this up perfectly because the information that we see today 
is outdated tomorrow right mm -hmm. now yeah so it's just i'm trying to keep up with it and i'm focusing on the topic and investing time and still i feel like i'm never you're behind um, yeah i'm always behind yeah, yeah i'm always feeling like i'm missing out on the most recent um, tool or technology so i cannot imagine people first of all not working in it and having the connections maybe to it mm -hmm. um but especially people who just do not have the time or um, of the day, the new topics to this. Yeah. Nevertheless, I think the human element is always important and there is only so much that ChatGPT can do. So it's important to embrace new technologies and see how they can supplement or add in any role. I must say, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, Catherine, and it's been extremely informative and on that note thank you Catherine for sharing your valuable insights into the qualities that agile coaches bring along with the different scenarios where ChatGPT might actually prove to be a useful uh, support tool. Before we wrap up let's quickly recap what we've discussed. Yes so I think that Agile coaches bring so many unique things to the table like empathy, dealing with emotions, dealing with team members and practically um, being a part of the team and communicating. Mm -hmm. So what I can also give them on the way is that we as Agile coaches, we also need to stay Agile. So we yes. need to embrace these changes that are happening right now and we need to also foster their continuous learning and be some kind of role model in the team. So we can integrate also AI tools in our like um, coaching toolbox. And I think by integrating these practices and the mindset, mm -hmm. um, agile coaches can only remain, not only remain relevant, but we can elevate our role and we can harness the best of both human intuition but also like the AI driven insight to offer value to teams and organizations so these two parts stay together. I completely agree Catherine and just on my part I also have a few uh, key takeaways. The first being is to perceive chat GPT as a way to increase efficiency. Uh, it could potentially be used to complete any routine tasks. So see it as a tool which would complement uh, your role, regardless of what industry you're in. And finally, is to please check the source. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good advice. <laughs> Thank you once again, Catherine, for joining us on The Power of Agile. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in. Stay tuned for our next episode. And if you need any further information, please visit go.nagaro.com forward slash AQC.